Kopitiam Conversations. Expresso. Kopitiam Conversations Expresso is an audio-only podcast series from Kopitiam Conversations. The series will feature shorter and more concentrated sound bites, so that you're able to listen to more condensed and more kau-kau inspirational stories featuring our little everyday wins while you're on the go. Malaysia has been under a nationwide lockdown since 1st of June 2021 to rein in a surge of COVID-19 infections. Stores and businesses remain closed except for those providing for basic necessities such as groceries, restaurants for takeaway meals and pharmacies. With the prolonged lockdown, Malaysians have suffered severe economic consequences which has affected livelihood in general. Suicide rate is on the rise, as reported by the BBC, with police data showing that 468 people have taken their own lives over the first five months of the year, compared to 631 across the entire year in 2020. Malaysians struggling within a strict MCO lockdown are flying white flags outside their homes as a plea for help. Since early July 2021, the hashtag Bandera Putih or White Flag campaign gained momentum on social media to help lower-income families signal distress. In response, celebrities, businesses, and neighbors have stepped up to offer help, providing food and other essentials. Others share photos of groceries and essential items they could spare, as well as information on nearby food banks. We caught up with Timothy Chan, a photographer, lecturer. And an academic head with a local private institution, IACT College, Timothy is one such individual who, moved by the disconcerting news and growing sense of desperation amongst those from the lower social economic group, also known as the B40, has decided to organise a food bank at Bukit Jalil, a suburb within Kuala Lumpur. We will now hear the story of how an individual, amongst so many other Malaysians. Has responded to the white flags and did their part in helping make Malaysia a better place. Good morning, Tim. Thank you for appearing in Kopitiam Conversations Expresso. Now, for three consecutive Sundays in July 2021, you had initiated and set up an independently run food bank at Nathan's Corner at Bukit Jalil. Now, what inspired you to do this? Um, well, there was a lot of. Uh, to be very honest, it was something that uh, me and my wife just wanted to do. But it wasn't something. It, it was something that was in the spur of a moment at first. Uh, but I guess if you look at to the the history of things, it will be something that um, sort of uh, looking at all the difficult uh, requests that people had. You know, we had the bendera pute uh, that was being uh, criticized by by authorities or having issues on on things like that. And um, coincidentally, you know. Uh, as I'm sort of like quote unquote the couture rumor, I'm always the one uh, out uh, getting uh, dinner, breakfast, or or lunch for the family. So I go to you know uh, places around my area, and I did notice that you know uh, very little help on. Or actually, I I noticed that there was uh, not no no real help that was actually. Uh, being done uh, around that particular area, uh, and that particular area I'm talking about the Kampung Muhiba area, right? Okay. Uh, which is which is near to the 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 Bukit Jalil area lah, the mm-hmm. Bukit Jalil townhouse area, or uh, OUG townhouse. Sorry, yeah. So basically, when we looked into when when I was driving around. 
there was a lot of uh, PPR, the low cost flats there, right. and then there was uh, some some squatter houses as well. Um, but you know, because I live around that area, I we've not actually seen uh, any food banks available at that area. And I do know that you know people who are really in need sometimes there's also a possibility that they they are unable to travel because uh, they were based on my uh, research, there were some food banks available. Uh, in the OEG market area, uh, right. which is about maybe about two kilometers away, and then the nearest one is the next one is then it's Puchong, and you know in the Sri Patalik area. So right. then 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 sort of it, it came to me one one of the nights, one of the evenings. Uh, I remember it was a Thursday evening, and you know it's just one of those crazy moments where uh, I just finished work and I was just thinking about it and said, you know what, uh, let's just do this. And I asked my wife, and she said, yeah, let's do this, right. Right. So that's how it all started. Like, it all started basically, we just wanted to do something within the family. Or the original plan was just me and my wife uh, chipping in uh, whatever that we have a little bit extra and just do. And the intention was to help whoever uh, whoever possible with the limited amount of funds. So that's where it actually all started. Like. Uh, okay. But you also had help from other friends as well, right? Did they came up to so, support you all? Yeah, so so it so the, the, the whole process came out gradually. So uh at first then uh from there then I posted onto uh my family groups, uh, asking for my family for you know anyone who, who is willing to support. Um the intention was to see if anyone is willing to support in kind. Uh, I do not collect uh cash. Uh right. and and cash funds were only collected uh, from people that I know personally because I didn't want this to be uh, seen as something that was commercial. So it was just close families and, and immediate relatives uh, that donated money. Then we proceeded into buying the items. Mm-hmm. And then from there, then we started to share uh, within our community group here. We actually, Tamanya, they have a residence association. So we started off there and saying that, hey, there is going to be a food distribution at, at, at this place at this time. Uh, to anyone that you know, please pass this on to anyone that you know, because all of the members there will be people living within the area itself. Basing on that, uh, that was how it sort of then people start contacting me separately and say, you know what, I would like to contribute as well, and that's right. how it then eventually grew up to uh, the most. I would I would say the the, the sort of a uh, bigger project uh, that right. we we ended up with. Yeah. In that way, how did you actually launch from you know that inception? towards kickstarting the project. So you, you've got all these uh, bits and pieces connected already. So what was the next step? Did you have to get any police permits, permissions or licenses to do this? Um, at first, basically what, what happened was uh, on the first week, I was dumb enough in a in sense, dumb enough to do this uh, without getting any per- police permission. Right, uh, because at, at first it was just uh, the little funds that we had. I think we had... Uh, maybe about 20 bags of rice, you know, and maybe about 100 mm-hmm. cans of uh, canned food and you know, sugar, salt, and kind of thing. So it was just the first week and uh, it was just supposed to be something that I left there and people would just collect by themselves. So what I did was, so we, we decided on Thursday they want to do it. On Friday, I went over to the Mamak store, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the person that sponsored the venue. Uh, it was Nathan's Corner. Uh, and he's a long-time friend, uh, so to speak, because I've been hanging right. out there since my teens, right? Uh, so I sort of know the boss uh, from the beginning uh, when they first had the, the first Mama store there. So I spoke to him and said, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not using the space, you know, the outdoor area. You can actually you know, get some of the tables and you put it there. So that was where it started. 
All right. And then, uh, consequently, then then Nathan said, you know what? Hey, I'll contribute about 100 packs of fried noodles as well. Oh, that's uh, nice. You know, for whatever mm. it is. So, so, so that's where it all started. And then, um, so what happened was the plan was to have the first distribution at 12 o'clock on the first Sunday. All right. On the first week on Sunday, we did the first 500. Uh, the, so, sorry, the, the first uh, placement of the food on the food bank. So right. basically, I did everything by myself uh, because, you know, obviously with my parents at home and with my child as well, um, it would be best that it's only one person out the door at each time. So I went to NSK in the morning, made all the purchases with the funds that we have and went over and placed everything on the table. All right. However, everything was taken out in uh, less than 15 minutes. I would oh. say that if I were to think about it, it would be less than 10 minutes. However, there was something that's unfortunate that happened. So there were people there that I would categorize. Well, I, I cannot judge by now, but uh, I would think that individuals who are there, they were des- they were they were desperate enough to take more than what I would hope people would be taking. So they they, right. they started to grab uh, a lot of supplies. Mm-hmm. Um, I I could imagine maybe they have a lot of people at home to feed, but you know because they grab a lot. Uh, it was gone, you know, there was maybe about 20, 30 people there uh, right. in the span of about 10, 15 minutes. Everything was uh, souped up. So Maggie was souped up, rice and everything was scooped up. Uh, so we were giving out 10 kilo bags of rice at that time. Right. So it was, okay. it was fairly quick. Mm. Uh, because we sent out messages and said that, oh, we are starting at 12 o'clock and I finished everything by 11.30. By, by 12 o'clock sharp, I was sort of packing up and then there was a whole group of them that walked over from the low-cost flat. Oh dear. And okay. they asked, hey, where is everything? And I said, um, it's all taken. To be very honest, that was something that, um, that was the trigger that how I then decided that you know by who by who i will i will do this bigger to try and help more people mm-hmm. so what happened was uh that then i told them i will i will do another run on nsk i had about 500 ringgit left in right. my original budget so i said i told them uh, i will be back uh and i'll do another round at three o'clock so it gives me about two and a half hours for me to have another run okay so not to sound religious, so when I was driving down to NSK with only 500-ish ringgit, I, 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 I told to myself, I will buy whatever with whatever funds that I have. And if mm-hmm. I need to spend more money, I will spend more money. And, you know, uh, you know, not sounding religious, but I, I believe that God will provide. Mm. Right? So I went in there. I made another thousand. So in the morning, we spent about, uh, I think, I think if I, my memory serves me right, about thousand two. Mm-hmm. So I have about, I have about 700-ish left ringgit, right? Uh, round it up. I, I round it up. So then eventually, when in the, the second run, I went a little bit overboard. I spent about 2,000. 500 ringgit. Wow. So I was about I was about 2000 over uh, mm. over my budget. I'm doing what I can because I couldn't bear uh, people coming to me, you know, there was a lot of them and some of them were uh, OKU and they were mm. struggling in walking and they walked all the way uh, right. from mm. from the flat. So I told myself, okay, you know what? I'm just going to do this one time and this, this will be my one good deed for 2021. As I made all the purchase and my car was full, and my car was full to the brim, by the way, and I was driving back. Once I left uh, NSK and I was driving back to Nathan's, right. um, I had a lot of phone calls coming in. 
I had uh, continuously uh, people messaging me, voice calling me, and it was the whole journey. I was just talking on the phone. I had then by the time I reached Nathan, I had mm-hmm. more than two thousand five ringgit left. Right. So I have so I've garnered more money. So mm-hmm. then uh, at that time on the way there, a, a friend of mine uh, called me up and said, "Hey, I heard that you're doing this food fair. I just saw on your Facebook. Can I come over and help?" Right. And my friend and the husband came over. April and the husband Juming came over, and then we just we just did all the packing there. And then mm-hmm. the the Nathan staff actually helped out as well. We we packed everything. But this time now, I did not just place it there for people to take. We then packed it into uh, certain packets. Right. Right. Okay. Um, as I was packing uh, at about uh, during the during the packing, I was back about one thirty when I was doing all the packing. Suddenly, a lot of cars start. Arriving, right? right? There was a lot of cars start arriving, and people were bringing down more supplies, mm. right? So these were the these were the WhatsApp messages that went out, and people started to bring in more supplies, and then we continue packing, right? And um, what kind of supplies were these? So, uh, because my message was very clear, uh, right. we wanted supplies that are dry food, so it okay. could be rice, sugar, uh, instant noodles, uh, you know, salt. Um, uh, rice and uh, uh, bihun; those were the standard. Mm. Uh, cooking okay. oil, cooking oil; those were the standard. So supplies keep coming in, and as we were packing, uh, there was this one lady that was there to buy food at Naden. So she was actually just there to buy, and she saw right. what we were doing, and she 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 signaled the husband. They went over to the nine nine speed mart nearby and bought, I think, twenty racks of eggs. Excellent. So we wow. had to dis- we had to distribute eggs as well, but uh, consequently, just to note here, I, I second and third week onwards, we stopped giving out eggs because it was very troublesome. Right. Eggs, <laughs> Fragile, know, messy. Was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. So, um, I was very surprised, and then we had random strangers walking up to us and saying, "Hey, you know what? What is this? Uh, you guys are giving out this. I want to contribute." Mm-hmm. And people were trying to give me money. Right. Like like sticking out fifty ringgit, hundred ringgit to me, and I said, "No, no, no. Uh, if you like, I'm." I decided then I'm just going to do it next week one more time. So we're doing it next week again because I still have some money left over right. uh, from from all the people that's donating. I say, hey, no, I'll do it again next week at this time. I uh, feel free to bring anything that you want. So that was how it grew, and then uh, consequently, after we have done the first day, uh, then a lot of news came the day after. Mm. Whereby, oh, you need police permit and you need all these things. So consequently, then I contacted. Uh, the Bukit Jalil Police Station, right? And I spoke to the corporate comms uh, division there, and they said, "Oh yeah, yeah, you can do it, no problem, as long as you keep to SOP. That's fine." So they were very, they, they were very cooperative, and they gave me advice, and right. they even sent uh, on the second week, they even sent a patrol car to sort of uh, keep an eye on us. Right. Um, and they give you a letter. No, 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 no. No letters no, given. All right. And, uh, so, so they say it's allowed. Also, the 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 the, the I think the chief inspector there mm. allows it. So you can actually do it as long as you keep to SOP. Uh, and they say, oh, by the way, if you have any extra supplies, we also have a food bank in the police station that is being distributed. Right. Nice. So part of whatever that we have collected, because by the end of the first day, my house was almost like a warehouse because they, <laughs> we were still getting donations towards the end. So right. we couldn't pack it anymore. And, and so I decided to bring it back and repack it. So a lot of people were giving 10 kilo rice and that, that became very difficult for people to take especially the old folks. So we repacked all the 10 kilo rice to about 1.5 kilo packs each. Uh, and then, so it's easier for us to distribute and we wanted to distribute to more people instead of less people with more supply. So 
basically that was how it is. So some of the items we went over to the police station uh, for two consecutive weeks. We we helped them out a little bit, and they did send photos of 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 their distribution on the police stations. And week two was a uh, crazy. Week two was the, the monumentous one. Uh, so weekday, the first week we had about, I would think about 180 to 200 distributed packs. Right. Uh, not including the first round. So mm-hmm. plus the first round, I'm looking at maybe about 200, 220 people that have gotten uh, something from the food bank. Mm-hmm. So then the message started to get out and week two was the crazy one. Uh, you had a morning had, session and afternoon session or something like that, right? No. Uh, that was week one. So that was the oh, week okay. one where I had the first session finished off in 15 minutes. Then I came back and did the second session. So week right. two, I was a bit smarter. I put a time there. We're going to start at three o'clock, you know, so donations were coming. I was a little bit more organized. Uh, and But week two was crazy. Week two, we had, I think week two, we easily distributed about 400 packs uh, wow. because there was so much people bringing stuff. Mm. You know, they were they were people in Hilux coming in, you know, cars coming in. We had so much food. We packed everything. Right. Uh, week two was also the big chaos because uh, no, uh, news started to go and get out. So people started to line up. So they line up in the whole line. So the line was about, I think, easy about 100 meters long. So it was from one corner of the shop, all the Nardens was on one corner, it was all the way to the other corner of the shop and it apparently it turned a circle around right. The, right. The, the shop lot. So so uh, the week two, then we distributed about that, about 300 to 400 packs. All right. Okay. Uh, and then uh, uh, at week two, uh, same, my two of my friends were there and we had a few volunteers as well to help pre-pack everything. What was typically in the pack? It depends on what was donated, but generally right. in the pack, they were always, uh, we try to have one bag of rice, mm-hmm. right? So the bag of rice, we either, uh, we recommend one kilo bag of rice. Right. So either, either one kilo bag of rice, there was a, a, a pack of oil or a bottle of oil. Okay. Um, but oil, we struggled a bit for week two. Uh, only half of the packs had oil because oil, there was a limit by the government of right. how much we can buy. Mm. Uh, because we bought the packet one so it, that we couldn't buy as much right. so they were, we tried to have oil uh, there is also Maggie noodles a pack of biscuit salt, sugar, milo, ovatin or nestum something in that mm. in that range right. uh, we also distributed uh, then we also had some some individual donations of uh, bee, also there was bihun as well one pack of bihun um, mm. and a pack of flour right. so it was it was quite a big pack Mm. And then there, there was also some bars of soap that we gave out. So they, they can select a bar of soap. Uh, I think there was some toothbrush. Uh, we had some sanitary pads. Uh, uh, my my child's uh, pediatrician mm-hmm. uh, came with uh, eight boxes of uh, sample baby milk powder wow. okay. uh, for, for infants and first-year-olds and whatsoever. Mm. So that had a lot of yeah. that as well. Uh, then the Nathan's uh, boss also donated another 150 pack of uh, uh, of food. Uh, so yeah, everyone that walks in will get uh, one pack of this, but it's randomized uh, depending on mm. that because so um, in on average each pack will have maybe about five to six items. Uh. Right. Okay. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So then the last final week is the same thing. Uh, but we last final weeks was because I I I wasn't planning to do it again. Uh, because the cases were obviously increasing, so it was right. also a bit dangerous. So based on that, uh, we just spent all the money. Last one batch, uh, we distributed another two fifty 
250 right. packs. So all in all, I think for the entire project, we, we did close to about 1,000 packs. Uh. Alright. So who helped you in the crowd control to make sure that everything was kept within the SOP? Uh, me, myself, and two of my friends. <laughs> all right. So uh, we, we, we just, you know, um, people were very cooperative, I would say. Mm. So all I need to do is just tell the people in front, hey, please stand one meter, and they'll just pass the message all the way to the back. And right. um, there was a, there, you know, along there, there was some burger stalls, and there was some, uh, sh- uh, you know, uh, street-type stalls that were selling food as well. Right. And, and, and there was this one uh, guy here, I think he was selling burger. Uh, he was actually helping me control the crowd at the, Oh, far end. Nice. So whenever I shouted, you know, at least you know one meter apart, and he will be shouting at his end, uh, all the way towards the the end part of mm. of, of the whole uh, scenario. Yeah. Right. So uh, people were cooperative, and uh, it was it was a very nice engagement uh, throughout the the three weeks. Any more plans to do more of this in the near future? To be honest, at the moment, no. Uh, because the cases are a little bit too ridiculous, I would mm-hmm. I would use the word ridiculous. But if the lockdown still continues, I I may consider doing another round. Uh, to be fair, it takes up quite a lot of my time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I did it three weeks consecutively, it was quite tiring because everything goes through me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then obviously I have full time work as well. So during right. the day, and you know, and and people were delivering stuff. Like friends that I know were delivering stuff because they couldn't deliver themselves, so they're buying it from Lazada. Right. And Lazada is delivering it to my house, like mm-hmm. you know, boxes of Maggie noodles and oh, yeah. balls and whatsoever. So um and and I had to then uh, pack everything at night, and so it was it was quite tiring to do it myself, lah. Uh, and you know it, the volunteers only come on 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 the day to just help put it into plastic bags but the logistics behind that uh, was uh, monumentous uh, because um, most of the time when we deliver stuff uh, let's say we buy something from NSK um, I drive for uh, Arus so mm-hmm. it will take my Arus maybe about four rounds to spend the money yeah and and the items are really very heavy so it's just me myself and me moving all the boxes and everything so mm. it can be quite tiring yeah. Okay. but yeah maybe I will do another another set uh, later on in the year maybe in September if the lockdown still continues I think everybody is now waiting and hoping uh, that in 1st September um, certain level of openness is back uh, to our MCO maybe recovery MCO mm. uh, that was what is promised by, by oh, the yeah. government right so mm. let's, let's, let's just pray and hope that will help yeah. Thank you very much for your time, Tim. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Pleasure. Gopitiam Conversations.